Welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast with me, Natasha Collins, property investor, chartered surveyor, and CEO of NC Real Estate, my boutique firm of surveyors, which specializes in helping investors make money from commercial and mixed-use properties in the UK through our asset management services. Want to find out more? Head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. Hello, how are you doing? I'm going to start by saying this podcast could go really well. It could go really, really badly. If you are watching this on any sort of video, I have not put makeup on or done my hair in days. It has been a disaster of a week, which ended up in me being so unwell that I just couldn't even function anymore. Uh, Last week when I recorded the podcast, I think I said, Harry's ill. And I was trying to record it before I went down and was ill. And I think I just called it. It has been a monstrous week. (laughs) It's been one of those times I just really want to forget. And there's been so much that I need to get done. And nothing has been done. Um, Hopefully you can relate to that kind of thing. We went to Houston last weekend and Harry had a slight cold. We knew we'd probably be getting it over time. We had a great time in Houston, did a lot of walking around. We didn't go in anywhere apart from our hotel room because we knew we didn't want anybody else catching anything. There's no point sharing it around, but we're lucky. We live in Texas where it's pretty warm so we could just wander. We walked seven or eight miles a day, you know, eating outside, stopping at food trucks, taking away food, that kind of thing was really nice. We got back and immediately Chris felt ill. On the Monday he woke up, he was very sick. Harry was still really sick. And that was the day our contractor, who was finishing the sales to go over the top of our pool, decided to bring us a dog as a gift. 8am in the morning, our contractor turns up with a dog. Way to start my week because Chris had gone back to bed, Harry had gone back to bed, I needed to start the team meeting for NC Real Estate and there is the contractor saying to me, oh we thought this dog would fit in really well with your family. Mm -hmm. We've already got summer. We've already got summer. I don't know, I've never had somebody just turn up with a dog. We could not keep the dog. Chris was livid and I was so shocked. I didn't know what to do with it. Usually I wouldn't be so kind of like, what on earth is going on? If you catch me in a good moment, I would do anything for an animal. In fact, this this kind of haunts me. I was in such a overwhelmed mindset that I was just like, I don't know what you were expecting me to do with this dog. You know, I feel for the dog. Why would you have brought it over? Why are you giving it to us? Is it trained? What is it? Untrained two-year-old dog just running around our garden. The contractor took it back eventually, but it really set my week off as kind of all over the place, having Harry and Chris ill. And then by Wednesday, I was really unwell, as in I had back-to-back calls on Wednesday and I could just feel everything draining out of me. And Overnight Wednesday, I was an absolute mess. Thursday, couldn't even get out of bed. Friday, Saturday, were an absolute write-off. It has been 
miserable around here. Today is Sunday and it's just the first time that I have felt even a little bit more normal. My my voice is still quite croaky. I don't know how long it will last, but here we are. We're going. Things are good. Uh, I finished Spare whilst I was ill, the Prince Harry book. If you like Prince Harry, give it a read. If you don't, I would just skip it. <laughs> if you want to see my actual review of it, go over to my Instagram handle at Natasha C. Collins. I put a review there. I'm not going to bore you with it on this podcast. Just a little tip. It is not what they're saying in, in the press at all. The bits that they've mentioned in the press are maybe 0.05% of the book is very different. It's all about his military career and his early childhood and all of that kind of thing. So would I recommend it? I actually felt really sad after reading it. It felt really heavy. There wasn't really any resolution at the end. So meh, made me feel kind of bad. Uh, so yeah, again, if you like, if you like Prince Harry, read it. If you don't, I wouldn't bother. So I have something that I want to discuss with you today. And it's been because I haven't really been able to think properly and do all the deal analysis stuff. My mind is not working at 100 miles per hour as it would normally. And that is frustrating for me. Really, really frustrating for me. Now, what I'm about to discuss are my personal opinions okay, it by no means, no means should be construed as financial advice. Everything I discuss on this podcast right now is literally just my thought process. If you require financial advice, you should contact a suitably qualified financial advisor. I have to disclaim this podcast. And I think sometimes I'm mistaken for a financial advisor because I find properties that hit financial goals, but financial goals don't come from me. And where the money comes from doesn't come from me. Financial goals should always come from yourself and your independent financial advisor. Whilst I was ill, I watched Get Smart With Money on Netflix. Have you seen it? It is all about four different experts helping individuals make sense of their money and make sense of their finances. Was it particularly helpful? Not really. Uh, If you're already investing, you don't need it. It was somebody who was in a huge amount of credit card debt, like $60,000 worth of credit card debt and magically managed to pay it off within a year. They didn't ever explain how that happened. Second was a lady who didn't earn enough and her coach helped her with her side hustles and making more money. Again, it's very basic. A good thought process if you are thinking that you're not earning enough money and you need a side hustle or something like that. Again, basic, basic, basic. The third was a young NFL player who'd never invested his money. He'd made a massive paycheck of something like 1.2 million, pretty much blew through it all. His coach just advised him to invest $10,000 a month in the S&P 500. So very basic investing right there. And then the fourth 
coach was talking about the FIRE movement. I don't know if you've heard of the FIRE movement, but essentially it stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And essentially what it does or what it says is that you save as much of money now as you humanly possible, 50% more of your income. And the more you save, the earlier you can retire. Great. But the principle that they share is that you need to be saving 25 times your annual expenses. So if your expenses are, I don't know, £100,000 a year, you need to be saving 25 times that, so 2.5 million. So if you need £100,000 to live off a year, you need to be saving, you need to be saving and investing 2.5 million pounds. Well, that's based upon 4% returns and that once you've got 2.5 million pounds invested, you will then be drawing down 4% per annum. And that assumes that your investments are then still compounding, but you'll have enough to last through retirement. So that kind of got me thinking, well, these people in the FIRE movement, the one thing that they've got a definite goal for is how much they need to have in savings or how much they need to have in investments. And that led me to think, well, actually, a lot of property investors don't have that. They say they want to make X amount a month or X amount per year. But what they don't ever think about is how much money they need to have in investments and whether that's actually doable for them. So from my point of view, I am just rounding. So say I needed £120,000 to live off per annum and I wanted all of my investments to be returning 8%, for example. So I would need to have 1.5 million in investments, making 8% per year in order to earn the £120,000 I needed per annum. Then I've got to work back on that. Is it doable to have £1.5 million in investments? So for me, Today, no, but eventually, yeah, by about 40, I'll have that like cold, hard cash in investments. Uh, My portfolio is worth more than that, but there's mortgages involved in that as well. So that's interesting, right? Because then so many people say to me they want that £10,000 per month, but are they prepared to do what it takes to make sure that they've got the money necessary in investments. So you could then say, well, I want a 10% return uh, on my money. Great. Well, that's probably possible for your property as an average over the course of how long. So you do 100 divided by 10 equals 10. (laughs) Bear with me, guys. Times 120,000 that you wanted a year. So you need 1.2 million in investments. Could you do that? then say you wanted 12% returns per year. 100 divided by 12 equals 8.3333 times 120,000, which means you need a million pounds in investment, right? But that also gives you some goals. So then it's about 
how can you get a million pounds quickly? Well, a lot of people then say, I'll invest my £100,000 now and then I'll just keep recycling the money out of property. Well, that's one way of doing it. But that could also be slow based upon the market, especially today's market. Recycling your money isn't as easy as it was 12 months ago, 18 months ago. It's just what's happening in the economy, right? So what else are you prepared to put back in? Once you buy property, the money you're coming that's coming in from your property portfolio, are you prepared to reinvest it? I reinvest the majority of the rental income that comes in from my portfolio. I don't need to live off of it. I run a business. <laughs> so that's where my salary comes from. So we reinvest everything. And then that com- compounds and that gets more of an income, more in your savings pot. And then you get to that million pound quicker, right? The same as why I have a small business. My business will be valued at X one day in the very distant future. That's also a savings pot, right? That's money. So I'm starting to wonder, again, personal opinions. This is my thought process. Why do people think that they can get to earning £10,000 a month if a market can't get the returns. I've been just mulling things over. And again, whilst I'm ill, because I'm my brain isn't functioning properly, so there's people out there touting 18% per year. So again, we go back to 100 divided by 18 times 120,000. Well, you'd only need to invest 667,000 supposedly, this is all supposedly, hypothetically, because again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just thinking about things logically here. So then you would make your 120,000 with a 667,000 pound investment. It's interesting, isn't it? So the higher the return, so the higher the yield, the riskier the investment, but the less money you need, which is why when you're younger, you can make more of those riskier decisions because you've got more time to make it back again if it goes wrong. Whereas as you accumulate more money and you get to that position where it's going to be making the returns or the income that you want with a lower yield, you don't want to be investing in those more risky assets. I find this stuff really interesting, mainly because I sit on the side of it where People come to me and they say they want to achieve X with X amount of money in property, but property can only return a certain amount of money. Yeah, sometimes we can get those higher return on capital employed, but really, if you average it out across your portfolio, you're looking at 10 to 15%. And I would say that actually I'd be happy with 8 to 10% over time. I've got time. So 8 to 10% for me return on capital employed, so return on my capital would work well. Again, that means that I need to have that 1.5 million invested, but that's not a terrible figure, ultimately, because I will have money in my SaaS, I have money outside my SaaS. I invest in my own portfolio outside my SaaS, I invest in stocks and shares, I invest in a multiple range of assets, which I would suggest that other people do. But again, it goes back to knowing your number. How much do you want invested and what the return is? It's really intriguing. 
thinking. I've never thought of it like this. And those of you listening who have thought of it like this, I would love to know where you got this idea from. Is it the fire movement or is this a different a a different thing that you're you've looked into? There's different research out there. This is my very first look into it. And again, it comes because I haven't been able to do anything else really apart from watch TV, but you can see how my brain works. Now it's, how much do you need to invest and what returns do you need? And I challenge you to think about it. This is only meant to be a short podcast this evening. Again, my voice was going to run out at any time. But what is your figure? How much do you need to invest? And again, I haven't yet tested this out with an IFA. I would suggest you go and speak to your IFA about this because I am not one. I'm a child surveyor and I'm interested in investments and investments are ultimately going to be what I retire on. My job as a surveyor and an asset manager is to take your goals and go and find property to match it. But I can't map out those goals because I'm not qualified in that area. But I wonder if you take this to your IFA, and certainly I'm going to be talking to my advisors about this. But what is that number that you need to have invested at what rate of return to achieve your ideal income? Let me know how you get on. This is a podcast that's now going to start exploring these type of things. Again, personal opinions. Something that really interests me, money really, really interests me. The way it grows, the way it compounds really interests me. And this is kind of the start of the conversation on it. And I'm going to be looking into it more this year, as well as property, because I think you need to have control over your money. And so reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting is such a good idea. Such a good idea. I wish I'd even looked into this at the beginning of my 20s. I just need to invest in property. I didn't really think about anything else. So that's my big takeaway this week. Do you know how much you need as a lump sum? Not that you have right here today, but over the course of your investing life that you need to have invested. You know, that 500,000, that million pounds, that 1.5 million, and what rate of return or return on capital employed do you need to have in order to hit your annual expense goal so that you can retire? Have a think about that. Right, that's it, short and sweet from me today. Thank you for listening, everybody. I will catch up with you very soon. Thank you so much for listening today. If you've loved this pod, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure to leave a five-star review as this makes me so happy and it helps to boost the show and get it out there to more property investors. Finally, if you want to email the pod, you can write to me, natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.